Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Miami Hurricanes 31-9 and for the season. And a midweek game this week against Stetson and then Georgia Tech on the road to Georgia Tech. Time now to talk with the skipper, Gino Damari. The Canes coming off a weekend series where they took two out of three against Pittsburgh. An exciting 2-1 win on Friday. And then a convincing 17-2 win on Saturday. Things didn't go so well on Sunday, 9-4. Uh, but you took two out of three, Gino, against Pittsburgh. Another series win inside the ACC where you still have a very uh, solid lead inside the league. Yeah, we do, and um, you know we've we've played well up to this point, and uh, we put ourselves in a good position, um, and so we basically, you know, we're coming down the home stretch. We got uh, three weekend series in the ACC, and then of course one with exam weekend. But and and they're all tough opponents. They're all very highly ranked RPI teams with Georgia Tech, and then of course down the road FSU on the road and uh, Notre Dame at home. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, we got to continue to do what we've been doing all year long playing good team baseball and um, hopefully we can put ourselves in a good position going into the ACC tournament to hopefully host people might not uh, be familiar with Pittsburgh when you think about Pittsburgh baseball you don't think about college baseball they had an older team that came in here Uh, you did take two out of three but I guess my point would be this inside the ACC this year there's been great baseball played and uh, the experts say 10 maybe 11 teams will go to the postseason. So you know that every weekend, whether it's Pittsburgh or Duke or anybody else, you're going to get a great challenge. We are. It's a deep It's a deep conference. It might be the deepest in the country, and uh, some would say. And you're right. I think uh, there's uh, some so-called experts out there that we might have uh, 10 in the uh, tournament. But we want to get ahead of ourselves. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. And again, told our players, we, we're, we've put ourselves in a good position, but by no means do we – need to shut it down we got to still continue to get better and um, play the game the way we need to play it as a team and um, improve on all the things that we need to improve on so um, like you said it's a tough conference we got tough games coming up we still have some midweek games too as well and um, you know we just want to put ourselves in a good position where at the end of the season if we're in the top eight it should hopefully solidify us hosting a regional and the opportunity to host a super regional 
This has to be the toughest time of the year, right? You've played 40 baseball games. You're coming down the stretch. Maybe some of the pressure starts them out, but you've played a lot of games, and you and now you don't have a lot of time to practice either. So do you find this being a point of the year where you got to kind of push the players a little bit more? Well, you got to be careful. Uh, it's a two-way street there. First of all, we got exams coming up, so this is our last week of school here that we're in, and then we got finals the following week, which is why we play out of conference and we have no midweek games that week. But, you know, you got to be careful, and that's part of being a – a coach that's paying attention whether it's our you know hit it, the hitters really you got to make sure you're watching them and you're not hitting too much you want to keep guys fresh it's all about the bat you know going through the zone and having the bat speed and you know you don't want to have bats that are slow and dragging and if you're doing too much where you're swinging too much or even practicing too much you want to have the guys legs under them too and fresh legs and so it's something that we do look at uh, the the exam week. We actually they always get a Monday off during, throughout the year. That's an NCA rule. But on exam week, the two weeks of exam that we take, we also give them Tuesday off. So we give them Monday and Tuesday off. Now that doesn't mean that that they don't do anything. Pitchers still got to play catch, or if they got to throw, or bullpens, or whatever that may be. And some guys will maybe get out and run a little bit, and the position players will throw a little bit, and maybe some light BP. But we will not have an official practice with the coaches out there. So, again, it's something that we plan this before the season starts. This is something you plan. These are part of our days off by the NCAA rule. You have to have a certain amount of days off. So we use these two Tuesdays as days off coming up, the next two Tuesdays, that is, uh, to uh, to be fresh and, then, of course, do well in school and be ready for their exams. Uh, in the Pittsburgh series, uh, the first two games, you really got outstanding pitching. Uh, both Friday and Saturday. I don't know. They met, I felt like there were a million strikeouts against Pittsburgh. I think it was uh, 18 on Friday night. 19. 19 strikeouts on Friday night. So a ton of strikeouts. Uh, you also won that game on a night where I'm not going to say that Walters wasn't at his best, but he gave up a run, which he doesn't normally do, yet your team still found a way to win. Well, when you look back, that's a big win because that was the series winner. Seeing that we lost on Sunday, thank goodness that we were able to do that. And there were some big plays in that game. Uh, late in the game, they could have had first and second, nobody out, and they sent the runner to third, and we threw them out from right field. So, um, And, yeah, you're right. I mean, Walt is human. He's not going to be able to close every single game, or he's got to give up a hit or a run at some point. And so it, 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 the guy was sitting fast. The guy threw, he threw a fastball right in the guy's zone there, and the, the low and in, he kind of golfed it out of there. But um, that's a big win for us being able to, come back, kind of gather ourselves and win in extra innings and get the big hit from Kafis And so um, that ended up being the difference maker. And look, you want to, we certainly want to win series. That's that, that, that would leave a really sore spot in everybody um, if we weren't able to win that game. And then of course, see what happens after that and, and lose the series. Uh, Saturday you scored 17 runs. Uh, my dad used to say, save a run or two for the next day. <laughs> because on Sunday you really struggled at the plate. Wish you could do that, but it doesn't work that way in our sport. And our sport is a little crazy like that where everything uh, is thrown up there. Our guys are just killing it all over the field. And then today we, we see, couldn't seem to, uh, you know, put together too many good at-bats. So uh, baseball can be like that. Um, but credit their pitcher. The pitcher throwing today arguably is their best guy. They actually throw him on Sunday. Their Friday guy and their Sunday guy are by far and away their two best pitchers. And their stats show it, and uh, their record has shown it over over the year. And so we knew that um, we had a um, 
our hands full with the pitcher throwing today. And uh, that's why you need to have good pitching on your end. And you got to play good defense and you got to give good at bats. And just the game got away from us on the, on the Sunday game there. And uh, but again, fortunately for us, we were able to win the first two games. Uh, 16 and five inside the conference. So uh, right now in, in very good shape for a lot of, a lot of different things. As you mentioned, uh, the toughest part of the schedule probably still to come. You have to go to Georgia Tech on the weekend. They are a power hitting team. They have the nation's leading home run hitter. Uh, you go up there. So that's expected to be, I would imagine, a, a hard fought. It always is with Miami and Georgia Tech. For some reason, hard fought baseball games. It is. You're absolutely right. Uh, my first year, I believe we hit a walk off on Saturday. We were down game one. And on Saturday, we had a we hit a walk-off. We were down, and hit a, Freddie Zamora hit a walk-off to win the game that took us to get a, a chance to win the series on Sunday, and we did. And we didn't play him during the COVID year, but in, in last year in 21, I believe it came down to the wire in a few games there. Um, we ended up, I think, blowing him out on Sunday. But we had some close games there where we were able to, you know, split one and one and win the rubber match on Sunday. So we always seem to battle with them. They... We haven't been up their ballpark because of COVID. We missed the year going there in 20. They play well in their ballpark. It's an offensive ballpark. The ball carries, especially to right field, right center field. And they have some big, strong guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. So they are offensive. We need to pitch uh, very well and make sure we keep the ball down. And then, of course, we got to do our part offensively as well. You mentioned uh, two words, COVID and offense. <laughs> and and uh you know, I don't think the effects of COVID in terms of college baseball are, are over yet. I heard this theory floated out there uh, this past week about college baseball. Now what you have is older hitters um, taking advantage of younger pitching in college baseball. Therefore, there's been more offense in college baseball. Do you, do you think that's true? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's guys on rosters now that are 23 years old and been in college for six years and we happen to not be that kind of team we're not that our roster is made up of mostly freshmen and sophomores first year second year and third year guys we have very very few four-year guys I think we only have three or four four four-year guys on our team and we have two five-year guys the rest of our team is all one and two and three-year guys so we're a young team which is unusual to this era that you're talking about of older guys and yeah I mean I, I I I would I would think that that sounds right, that you, we're, there are a lot more runs being scored, it seems, this year. I haven't looked at all the statistics, but just looking at the scores after each game, uh, there are a lot of high-scoring games and probably do have some veteran hitters that have been playing for a while. I don't know about the pitching being younger. I don't know why they would be younger and not having as older pitchers. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, for us – uh, what we've done in having a younger team has worked for us uh, and, um, you know, certainly happy with that. But, um, but yeah, I can see that possibly being the case. Uh, it is interesting you mentioned your team being younger. The team you just played, Pittsburgh, this past weekend, had half a dozen guys or more that are 23 years old, a bunch of transfers, but uh, a, a much, much older team, much older than you normally see in college baseball. And that's because what we're talking about with the COVID and getting the extra years. And, and there's been flexibility in the roster size. See, we haven't taken advantage of that because we don't want to have a big roster. I'm not a big believer in big rosters. But uh, the last few years, well, the first year after COVID was unlimited. You could have as many players as you wanted. Some teams were having 50 guys. Uh, now it's at 40. 
And the majority of teams I, that I look at that we play have close to, if not 40 players on their team. And so you got a lot more players. You got a lot more leftover COVID guys. So you got older guys on there. But uh, we just went a different route. That wasn't something we wanted to do, nor could we do from a scholarship standpoint either, being a private school. So, um, but yeah, it's we're we're kind of in a unique situation uh, during these few years here with COVID. Uh, at some time, it will obviously take you know to it take its course and it'll get back to you know the normal and the rules, which were basically thirty five is the maximum roster you can have and you know, you won't be able to play, you know, as many years. So it, it'll end up even itself out. Pardon my ignorance for this year, but if you face a team uh, that has 35 or 40 players, are they all eligible? Uh, Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All the guys are eligible. I mean, uh, the only ones that – yeah, I mean, I mean, all of them are eligible. That's you have some six. It's it's hard to keep up. About, about, so during a game, if they have forty players and they're all, all eligible for the game, no, I was no, going to say no. they're not not in conference. Out of conference, they are in conference. You're allowed to have thirty five players if you're home. You can have thirty four. Which it doesn't come to apply to us in either way. We're thirty two uh, roster size, so you're allowed to have thirty five players when you play at home. When you travel and go on the road. You're allowed to have 30 players, so we have to. Two players have to stay back when we go travel on the road, and that's an ACC rule. So I don't know the rules for every conference, but and then when you get to the NCAA tournament, it's been always 27 is what you're allowed to take in the NCAA tournament. So um, yeah, there are some roster limitations uh, in certain areas of uh, you know around the country. Uh, speaking of roster, your roster, uh, during the Pittsburgh series, uh, Levinson had himself a nice series, finished up with a three-run homer. He had six hits in the series. So he showed some uh, a bit of a spark there for you. Well, he's a guy that we want to see swing the bat with some power. He's, he's We brought him in to hit the ball in the air and drive the ball and not hit ground balls. And I tease him about that, but, uh, but not really. I want him to get the ball in the air and backspin the ball and the ball carries in left field here. He's a right-handed power guy. That's what we recruited him to do. And there's no reason why he's got a lot of power to get the ball up in the air and drive it to left field and hit doubles and home runs and drive guys in. That's what we'd like to see from him. Um, he's got to play good defense. You know, he had an error there he made in the outfield against Pitt on Sunday that, you know, we can't have that happen. That's just a kind of a mental error there. The ball snaked on him, but he should have been fielding that routine. He was trying to field it as a do-or-die play, and it was not a do-or-die play. And there was no need to do that. But but Zach likes seeing him swing the bat. It's a position that we've been kind of playing with. Uh, the DH and right field, we still haven't had the consistency I'd like to have in both those spots. But he certainly has been con- pretty consistent of late, and that's why he's been in the lineup. Uh, Burke had a home run for you. Almost had the had a chance for the cycle in the Saturday game. Had the big throw from right field uh, also in the Friday game. So he continues to play really well for you, your second leading hitter. He's been uh, he's been great. He's just been great. You know, he's hitting in a great, a very important spot, five hole in our lineup behind Yo-Yo and Max, and so he's had a lot of opportunities and he's taken advantage of them. He's been one of our clutch, most clutch hitters. I'd say probably Kafis is probably hitting the highest batting average with guys in scoring position, but Burke's probably right behind him, and uh, hence both of them have about around the same amount of RBIs at least going into today, um, Sunday's game. But um, yeah, Burke's been great. He's been he's like you said, made some great throws in the outfield. He's an athletic kid. He's a tough kid. Um, he plays the game hard. He he can run. He's got some pop in his bat. 
and he's always hitting for a good average. So he's been a good all-around player for us and very, very happy to have him. And I wish, I wish I always say this, that we've had, we had him his freshman year. He came to us as a transfer through the portal. And, uh, you know, I'm praying and hoping he's a guy that I know he's playing well and the scouts like him, but I sure would love to have him back for another year. Cephas, uh, we'll wrap it up. Cephas uh, has been really good for you. He had the uh, game-winning hit on Friday night, opposite field single. But as a leadoff guy, I mean, he he's really stacks up the numbers as a leadoff guy. One of the better, maybe one of the better leadoff hitters you've had in the last couple of years. More than, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It's hard for me to think back. I'd have to go back to uh, probably you know when we went to the World Series in fifteen and sixteen. I think we had Eusebio and Chester and those guys. Uh, didn't hit for the average that Cephas is, but those guys got on base. But Cephas is doing everything. He's hitting for average high. His on base is good. Um, he's st- stolen bases is good. Uh, he, he's our probably our most instinctive player on the bases, meaning he gets great jumps. He reads balls in the dirt, plays very good defensive position at first base, which is unusual first baseman leading off. But that leadoff position is so important to a team and to an to, to being a successful offensive team. And we haven't had a very good leadoff guy the last handful of years. That's why I had to go back to really 16 and 15 and 16. That's a long time ago, and that should not be the case. But he's he's been great for us, and um, he's just a great all-around player. Last time we wrap it up with this real fast, uh, I have to mention this because on Saturday you had a reunion here of the 1982 National Championship team 40 years ago, those guys won the national championship. Both of you and I were very young. Uh, those guys look great, showed up here. Uh, you know, you try to put that in perspective to people. That was the first championship for the University of Miami, first big one. And for the town, of, uh, for South Florida, you know, it was a Miami Dolphins town. And the Dolphins had gone 10 years in between getting to the Super Bowl or whatever. And here come uh, here comes the Miami Hurricanes winning a national championship in 1982, of course, with one of the greatest plays in the history of sports. So it was nice to see those guys. It was. I got a chance to speak to them uh, before the game, and um, and I told them, I thanked them for, uh, you know, for me as a kid growing up, and I was probably around 13 years old at the time I came to all the games, but they were inspiring to watch. They were fun to watch. Coach Frazier had the atmosphere at this ballpark. was just, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the same, not, maybe not quite the same, uh, because we now we have all the pro sports here, and it's you know taken away from us a little bit. But it's still a ballpark here; it's yeah. just great atmosphere, yeah. and it's a family friendly with kids atmosphere. And with the you know back then, John Ruth Maniac and J Rose still here, and of course we still have the Maniac. And the way those guys played the game, uh, I told them they played with so much passion and energy, and it was just so much fun to watch. It inspired me to want to play for the Canes, and unfortunately, my dream came true when they offered me a scholarship to play here. And so I thanked them. There's no way I would be the head coach if I didn't play here at Miami because Coach Morse told me many a times he's hiring a Miami guy. That's what he wanted to hire. And if I didn't play at Miami, I would not have been hired here. So, um, and you're right, you know, that championship's not only the, you know, back then before football won in 83, the baseball team won in 82, but it's the first national championship in the big three sports in football, basketball, baseball in the entire state. And, you know, if you go back and look, Florida – and Florida State have won some championships in football since. And, and, and of course, basketball, I guess Florida's won a few. But our baseball team's the first to win it. And, of course, the football got it going. And um, so that team sticks out to me and always will. I remember exactly where I was when they won the championship, when the crazy play happened, the grand illusion. And, uh, 
yeah, I told them, guys, those guys were my heroes growing up. We didn't have a big league team. Right. They were the big leagues yeah. to me. Coach Frazier and Coach Schuler were the icons in this community. They always will be to me, sports figures, uh, as a kid growing up. And and I got to spend most of my childhood here with you know my, my dad, spending those quality years being around him because my parents were divorced. So I didn't see my dad a whole lot except at games. Thank God I came from a sports family with a lot of brothers, and we spent a lot of time with our father at games in the Orange Bowl, watching the football team, watching the Dolphins in the Orange Bowl, and watching the Canes at the light. I spent more time at the light than anywhere else, and very, very fortunate. I was so happy to see those guys. Uh, over 8,000 in the ballpark this weekend uh, for Miami and Pittsburgh. So the atmosphere has returned this year, and the Canes have been great at home all season long. Uh, now 22-5 and five at home on the road this weekend against Georgia Tech. Gino, thanks, and the best of luck this weekend. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Right, that's Gino Damari. We'll continue on the show right after this. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.